Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm so excited for our first guest. Who is she? Well, as Congress comes back from their summer break, the urgency of passing more financial bills returns. One of the pieces of the legislation up for debate is an extension of the Farm Bill. Now, a renewal of the bill will cover more than people with heavy investments in agriculture. If you need help getting nutritious food from the, the store to your kitchen, you'll have an interest alongside the farming community. Now, to help explain, we've invited registered dietitian Carolina Schneider on the show. She joins us now. Did I have that correct? Ah, Carolina, beautiful name, Schneider on the show. She joins us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Hello, Carolina. Are we saying that correctly now? Hi, yes, you are. Thank you so much for having me. So great to have you, a registered uh, dietitian. That's a big deal. And, you know, a lot of people hear about the farm bills over the years, but the big question is why we need the farm bill. Tell us your, your take on that. Absolutely. So the Farm Bill includes provisions for nutrition assistance programs, such as SNAP, which stands for Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, which some of your listeners may know as food stamps. That's what we used to call it. So Mm -hmm. truly any changes to the Farm Bill, um, you know, in terms of the funding, eligibility criteria um, or program structure, you know, within the bill will affect um, the the SNAP program and other nutrition programs, which in turn has direct implications, you know, on food security and how much access people have to nutritious foods in the in the U.S. Now, this bill influences various aspects of our food system, including agricultural production, food access, which I didn't know that was a part of it, uh, nutrition programs, and public health. Is that enough? Are we getting uh, are we getting in touch with everyone who needs it? It's a really great question. You know, I think um, there's always things that we can do to improve these programs. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to be here to talk to you um, today about, you know, some suggestions on how we can make SNAP in particularly um, a better program. And just for some context, um, you know, for your listeners, about 40 million Americans currently depend on SNAP to put food on their table Every month, about 70% of those are families with children. Um, you know, in Minnesota, um, where you guys are at, it's about it's, it's over 400,000 uh, Minnesota residents, one in 13, who are dependent on SNAP. So um, in terms of things that we can do better, there's definitely some nutrition gaps that, unfortunately, we are not meeting with SNAP. And, you know, people who are benefiting from this program, um, you know, should should be aware of it. So that's what I'm excited to talk to you about today. All right, let's talk about it. Um, SNAP, of course, has been around for a long time. I'm so grateful for it. There's so many Minnesotans that need it uh, and, and are using it. But there has been a struggle around SNAP. Tell us why um, they are still considering, do we really need it? Do, do we have enough for everyone that needs it? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So um, a few things, you know, with SNAP. So um, for those who are not familiar with it, SNAP currently gives 
you know, benefits um, to, you know, millions of Americans to purchase food. It includes access to essentially every single food item. But uh, the, the beauty of this is that, you know, people can purchase fresh fruits and vegetables, you know, lean proteins, whole grains, healthy foods, nutritious foods. Um, you know, they can go to local independent um, grocery stores and natural product stores and buy all these fresh foods, which is excellent. However, at the same time, they can use your benefits at places such as a convenience store and purchase, um, you know, chips and candy and chocolate bars. Um, so really one um, change that I would suggest um, or just adjustment, you know, in the program is that we have more strict guidelines when it comes to um, how people can use their benefits. So helping Americans really make the best choice when it comes to using their benefits and purchasing food. So perhaps, you know, incentivizing people to buy more of the fresh, nutritious foods and and kind of steering clear from the the more processed items. That's definitely one thing that I think we can improve and work on. Another thing um, that I, as a dietitian, think is extremely important um, is getting access to vitamin supplementation as part of SNAP. So like I said, currently people can purchase food items, but not vitamin supplementation. And as a dietitian, I know that unfortunately we cannot meet all of our nutrition needs through food alone. You know, I am a living proof of this. Um, I've actually, you know, been the deficient in a few vitamins in the past, um, and I had to address that with supplementation. So one vitamin that would be very easy for, um, you know, the, the farm bill to include into SNAP and wouldn't cost the program anything is vitamin D. And, and vitamin D is, is one thing that you may know and your listeners may know. Most of us Americans are already deficient in vitamin D. And, you know, giving people access to at least having the option to use their benefits to purchase vitamin D in case they are deficient or their, you know, their children and their families are deficient in this vitamin. I think that's a really positive step towards making this program more inclusive. So why is it so difficult to get vitamin D or even vitamin D3 supplement to SNAP? I I don't understand why that's a problem or a challenge. Yeah, so um, into SNAP, you know, in terms of adding it to the program, I think it just hasn't been, um, you know, spoken about or perhaps there's a lack of education when it comes, you know, to our Congress in understanding the importance of this vitamin and that we are, unfortunately, most of us are deficient. So I think it's just bringing some awareness. And, you know, with with everything when it comes to nutrition, um, I think it it all comes back to let's make sure people are aware of the issue, um, and hopefully, you know, they are on our side to to make this better. And Congress, you know, is willing to listen and and make the the necessary changes. Um, when it comes to just getting vitamin D in general and why we're deficient um, here in the U.S., um, although we do have vitamin D food sources, you know, such as fortified dairy products, egg yolks, fish, and shellfish. Unfortunately, you know, what we've seen in research in the last years is that even when people are consuming these foods, they are not getting adequate amounts because the best source of vitamin D is sunlight. So, you know, people may know that you need to spend some time in the sun every day to get your vitamin D or for your body to produce this vitamin. But at the same time, we're told to stay indoors. We're told to wear sunscreen, right? We're told to minimize our sun exposure. We're working from home. So unfortunately, we really are not getting enough vitamin D through sunlight, through our diet. And even, you know, have to think about the people who are consuming a, a, a different diet or have dietary restrictions, like myself. I actually don't consume any animal products. 
So I am at a higher risk for this, you know, vitamin D deficiency just by default because I'm not consuming those foods. Yeah, same thing with me. I'm African-American woman. Uh, people of color face elevated risk due to melanin blocking vitamin D. I mean, I buy a lot of vitamin D just to make sure. And it's all year long. Some people say, oh, it's just in the summer you need to take that. No, it's all year long. Um, so I was happy to hear how much you do this and how important it is for you. Absolutely. And yes, you bring a, a very good point. Um, you know, African-American American population does have um, a risk, a higher risk for vitamin D deficiency. And this is, you know, just an anatomic thing. It's not nothing that you can do about it besides, you know, being mindful of checking your blood work um, every year. And that goes for everyone, checking your blood work every year with your physician um, and making sure that you're at normal levels. If not, supplements are the best way to get your levels back up. Unfortunately, it's not through food. Um, and as I said, we do need vitamin D all year around, you know, all year round. And people are kind of questioning, why do I need this vitamin? Well, it's essential for your immune system to function properly. And what we see in research as well is that people who have adequate levels of vitamin D in their blood, um, you know, through sunlight, diet, and um, supplementation, they are at a much lower risk for chronic disease, you know, respiratory infections is a big one. We see lower risk for preterm birth, about 60% lower risk, mm. um, lower risk for um, asthma, some types of cancer, heart disease, diabetes. It really is so tightly um, related to your vitamin D intake. So it really is extremely important for all of us. You know, one of the things I have learned in the neighborhood um, over North Minneapolis is that there are so many people who have gardens and they are willing to share everything that they're growing. It's just beautiful um, how people are meeting and greeting one one another every summer and talking about, okay, what's going to happen in September? You know, what are we going to be able to share with the neighbors? At the same time, um, we're also talking about... um, how people are out there with at independent grocers, that sort of thing, and finding new ways uh, to get this food. Is that real? I mean, it, like finding an independent grocer, that is something that we all need to know about? Absolutely. And I love that you shared that. You know, that is beautiful, the sense of community and, and helping one another and into beautiful gardens in the summer. That actually sounds incredible. Um, but yes, you know, unfortunately, none of us have, have this option. So um, natural uh, groceries or independent local independent grocery stores or natural product stores that we all have, you know, near where we live, most of us. Um, it's a great way for all of us to get our hands on more nutritious foods. Um, and actually, I'm glad you brought this up because SNAP beneficiaries, um, so people on SNAP actually have access to these stores as well. And they often um, offer better, more nutritious products, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables from local farmers. So not only you're getting better nutrition, you're also helping your local economy and your local farmers and supporting them. So um, if people are wondering, well, where can I find a store near me? You can actually just Google natural grocers directory. You can go um, look into infra store directory. This is for the independent retailers. Um, and yeah, it, it absolutely goes for everyone. And if you are on SNAP, you can take advantage of those and get um, you know better foods have better better quality and more fresh foods if you don't have a garden um, into your diet. One thing I was surprised to read is that not all foods in SNAP program are the best choices. Choose wisely. You know, many families may not know that. (laughs) 
This is that's information we all need to know. Why is it that um, not all of the foods in the SNAP program are the best choices? I always thought it were they were. I you know I really wish I think it's it's a matter of there, there are many factors involved. I think the biggest thing is um, you know the SNAP program wants to give as much access to food in general and. We do, unfortunately, in the U.S., we have what we call food deserts. Um, these are regions in the U.S. that are, you know, very isolated. Um, they're near, not near a farm where we can grow, you know, nutritious fruits and vegetables. Um, and they really don't have access to really any food, not only fresh foods, but just food in general. So a lot of people living in food deserts are dependent on whatever is near them. And a lot of times these are convenience stores and gas stations. So, um you know, there's a good and a bad. The good part of this, um, you know, this part of SNAP is that at least people are getting access to food, any food they can get their hands on. The, the negative part of it is that, unfortunately, not all those foods are nutritious. You know, think about what we see in a gas station. Um, not always, uh, you know, you can find fresh fruits and vegetables and, you know, proteins, et cetera. So I think it's it's kind of a balance. Um, I think it's important that we offer as, as much access to food in general for especially people who are in these food deserts, but we do need better guidelines um, and incentives to help people choose the better options if that's available in their area. Wow, <clears throat> it's so true, and I'm really appre- I really appreciate you talking about this. Um, no matter if it's the you know some bad news every now and then, the good news is that if we we know what go- what's going wrong, we can fix it. And so I'm really grateful for what you do, and to know that SNAP is still around. A lot of people get frustrated about it. You've got politicians talking about SNAP and getting rid of it uh, over the years. It's frustrating because we need it, and there are so many people who are blessed by it. So thank you for all that you do. I am so happy that I've been able to talk with you tonight because this is one of those subjects that we need to talk about, Carolina. So thank you. Thank you so much. And I hope to have you back on. Absolutely. And I just wanted to tell your listeners, if you are, um, you know, following us here, this conversation, um, if you want to help, it's actually very easy. It takes about two to three minutes. All you have to do is go to all4vitamind.org. There's this great nonprofit organization called Organic and Natural Health Association, and they've actually written a letter to Congress. And all you have to do um, is go to the Take Action tab, put in your name, your zip code, and you can send a letter to your local Congress so we can hopefully get vitamin D into SNAP and make that program even better for millions of Americans. Send a letter to your local Congress. There you go. That's number one. <laughs> And let's hope that they'll write back. (laughs) Thank you, Carolina. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And if people want more information, what is the website we should send them to? Yes, it's all for the number four, vitamind.org. Vitamind.org. Yes. This this affects me, so I'm really happy to read this. Thank you, thank you, and you take care of yourself. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Have a wonderful rest of your night. All right, you also. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 